Well, hi, my name is Teresa Dedman. Welcome to Create Talks. It's time to start a global conversation about how creativity with God is the game changer for living a fulfilled life. It's in us. It's who we are. Creativity is in our DNA. You will hear from me and hosts of guests I will be interviewing who are transforming culture and the church as they co-create with God. So I invite you to come and be part of this kingdom creative global family. I have seen countless people find freedom and healing when they discover their unique creative purpose in life. So I want to empower you to create with God and unleash your creative destiny. So come on and let's get going. Welcome to Create Talks. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we're exploring our third core value, which is opening up our hearts to understand how the prophetic words in our life can steer us toward what we're called to be, and then finding out how our innate passions move us into figuring out where we're headed and what we can do for a lifelong call. In fact, without pursuing this core value, many people get derailed and they never ever find fulfillment in their life. But I want that for you, my listeners. In fact, my guest and I will be sharing on how the prophetic has touched our lives personally and how it's moved us in the right direction and how our passions have moved us into what we're doing now. I look at it as like putting together a puzzle. There's all sorts of different puzzle pieces in our lives that are scattered around and we don't know where to start. But as we look at the prophetic, it shows us on the cover of what our lives are supposed to be and we can put all these pieces together. So I want to encourage you to find the place where you see who you really are called to be, like that puzzle cover, and go after your destiny. You see, we want to share about how our passions in life, the inherent things that we've believed about who we are, what we love, like, you know, the way that when you were young and you built blocks or you were gravitated toward moving into, like, things within engineering or other areas in life, those were indications of what you would be doing later on in your passions. These are clues, things that help us to move forward. So we need to explore these if we're ever going to find out where we are. I love the story of Eric Little, who was a missionary to China, and he stopped doing everything in missions because he felt like he was supposed to practice and pursue running full time. Now, as he did this, it enabled him to win the gold medal in the 1924 Olympics. And he was asked by so many, why did you leave the mission field in order to pursue this? And he said, well, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. And this enabled him to speak all over the world about the power of running as an athlete that opened up so many more doors than if he would have just pursued being a missionary. So a lot of you need to understand, like I go after a lot of these principles in my book, Born to Create, and in my e-course, Create 28. So check those out on TeresaDedman.com if you'd like to know more about that. So now I would like to take a moment, I'm so excited, and introduce my guest today. I have invited my husband, Kevin. Woohoo! Welcome, Kevin. Hey, it's great to be here. 
And he is going to be sharing about his own prophetic words and his passion and how we can understand how this core value can become a part of our lives. You know, if you're not familiar with Kevin, he's written so many books like The Ultimate Treasure Hunt. He's devised so many programs for church life. And guess what? He now has a new ebook out. It's called Gnosticized. And you can purchase it on kevindebman.com and check it out. So, Kevin, share a little bit about this new ebook and why it's so important. Well, it's so important because it impacts every area of our Christian life. Gnosticized is a book that talks and discusses Gnosticism, which basically contends that we're all sinners saved by grace. In other words, our identity is always going to be a sinner. Therefore, as sinner, sinful people, we're, we can't be responsible to recreate you know, expressions to represent God. And our senses are evil. And so this book goes through and teaches us not only the historical context of how Gnosticism creeped into the church, crept into the church all along its history, but also how it keeps us from being creative people. And so that's why it's so important, especially to the creative community. So people could really get blessed by hearing this and breaking off constraints that keep them from believing in who they truly are. Well, the truth will set us free. And when you read Gnosticize, which is done in a courtroom setting, taking all like Martin Luther, John Calvin, St. Augustine, and all the monastics and bringing them to court, so to speak, and saying, hey, this is what you taught. Is this really the truth? And so this book will set us free to be able to be all that God's called us to be. Sounds so good. Yeah, it's important. So check it out. But Kevin, we're talking about this core value of the prophetic. How have your own prophetic visions and dreams helped to steward your life and share some some areas of growth that people can have out there that are listening? Well, prophetic words have impacted my life from the very beginning of my Christian walk. I remember you, I mean, we remember you and I when mm-hmm. uh, we were first together and I had a vision where I was in this city. It was rainy. It was dark. It, people, there were homeless people all around sleeping in the gutters and in alleys. And and all of a sudden, this this homeless guy standing in front of me, and he's unshaven, missing teeth, hairs all scraggly. And the Lord says, uh-huh. touch him. And I said, no. He says, touch him. I said, no, he's ugly, dirty, scudsy. I don't want to get his cooties on me. And the Lord <laughs> says, no, I, I want you to touch him like Jesus touched you know, like I touched the man in yeah. in Luke chapter two verse or one verses fourteen through forty two, and all of a sudden this compassion came a, uh, upon me, and I reached out and touched this man in my vision, and immediately he was transformed from the shoes up, so wow. that he was like dressed in a two thousand dollar uh, suit. His hair was all cut and combed, shaven. You know, everything was just like the, um, immaculate, and all of a sudden this. This light went out from his feet and the whole city uh, street was transformed and people got up out of the gutters and out from the alleys and they were all transformed. And the Lord said, I'm showing you people from the inside out and I'm showing you their hearts. And when you reach out with my compassion and touch them, I'm not going to only heal their insides, but I'm going to heal and transform their outward appearance. And so that propelled me to go to Bible college, us to go to Bible college right. and start ministering, of which we've done ever since 1978. And wow. It, it really did happen because then it launched us into planning our church where we dealt with so many people 
that were broken and lost, and we led thousands to Christ. Yes, we did. And that's that. That was from that vision. And we're still doing that. In fact, when we came to Bethel in 2002, uh, a year later, I'd been playing in some of the bands uh, at Bethel Church and playing drums. And after about a year, the Lord said, hey, do you want to change the world, Kevin? Mm. I said, absolutely, Lord. He says, well, then... Uh, you're not going to do that by playing music. Now, I was a really good drummer, but I wasn't a great drummer. And good enough to play and, and you know, have fun. But he said, if you want to change the world, go after signs and wonders and miracles. Because if you pursue that, Kevin, you're going to be a history maker and a world changer. So at that point, I totally gave up playing music. And it wasn't because I had to. It was because of this prophetic word, and so I wanted to pursue the thing that would give me my heart's desire, which was to be a world changer, expand the kingdom of God. And now look at, I mean, like just a few years after that, I wrote The Ultimate Treasure Hunt, which has gone all around the world. Firestarters, which has equipped and trained so many people in supernatural lifestyle ministry and 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 just you know, like you said, I've written all these books. I would have right. never have done the things that I'm doing now if it wasn't for that prophetic vision that I had, that prophetic word that I had, and then acted upon it. It's crazy. I, I think back to where we were and how that vision when we were 18 transformed our lives. I, I think back yes. in 2002 when someone prophesied over me about starting an arts movement, and I had no idea what God was going to do. And then that following Sunday, I was hearing Bill Johnson preach, our senior pastor. And as he's preaching, I'm in the back of the sanctuary painting, which is not what you do. And I'm spilling the paint. The canvas goes flying 20 feet and people are turning around. I'm on all fours hiding and trying to clean it up. And I hear this word in my head, I can't take away from the man of God. And fast forward a year later, I hear Chris Valentin call me and he goes, Teresa, I want you and Kevin to head up the school of ministry, but I also want you to head up all the arts. And I thought, oh my gosh, God was sharing with me a vision that I had no idea what the meaning was about the fact that the arts are central for what God wants to do. And they don't belong in the back, but they belong in the front. And that's the way that I've seen God move. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Which is crazy because you didn't use a lot of your creative expressions no, for didn't. many, many years because no. you didn't think they were valid for the church. No. And that vision then propelled you into releasing all the things that have been stored up in you. And you had been cultivating an outreach. Exactly. And so you went from outreach to the front of the church. And now it's cool because now you're going from the front of the church to the to outside the walls That's of the so church true. and transforming the world. It's That's awesome. So fun. That's what a prophetic word can do. It's true. How can people steward prophetic words that they've received? Well, I think the biggest way that we cultivate our prophetic words, because we have to partner with the prophetic word, like, mm -hmm. like a prophetic word isn't just going to come about just because it's a prophetic word. We have to do something with exactly. it. Exactly. And so that requires risk. <laughs> totally. And that's a scary word for most people. In fact, I think one of the best books I've written is The Risk Factor. Yeah. But hardly anybody's read it because they're afraid of the title. If I would have named it Entering Into Your Destiny, I think people, everybody, it would have been a 
you know, million You need copies. a do-over. I think so. <laughs> but the point is, is that risk is required to do anything exactly. in life. Rel- have a relationship, go after a new job, start a new business. But it's so intimidating. Yeah. And I think a lot of us are intimidated because we think to take risk, you've got to jump off of a cliff, metaphorically speaking. Right. You've got to just do something that's death-defying. When, in fact, risk is just risk, whether... You know, you're smiling for the first time in public at somebody right. or, or you're, you're, you're going and, and giving a prophetic word for someone or releasing an art piece or having a new business idea that you're right. sharing with the board, uh, you know, and the right. CEO of a company. It's like it, it re- risk is required to get into our destiny. The other thing, too, is we have this thing where if I don't get it right, then God's going to be mad. And exactly. we don't understand that God rewards risk, not success. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Not without success, it is impossible to please God. So that's a huge part of taking risk is knowing that as we're even taking little steps of courage, we're taking little steps to propel towards our prophetic destiny, that God's so pleased with that. It's crazy how important just taking that first step what that does is that creates a momentum that keeps us going. And unless unless you understand that, you won't move forward. So Kevin, I want to give you permission to go after your prophetic words by taking a risk today, looking at one word that you're so afraid of and saying, what could I do today to move forward in that direction? Yes, I would just release a grace to be able to take more risk than you've ever Come done before on. in Jesus' name. Woo! So Kevin, let's talk a little bit now about passion. So share it with the listeners about how important passion is and how that's moved you forward and how it can help them to grow. Well, I think like going back to the prophetic word that I got about the music and going after signs and wonders and miracles, like, like my passion then became signs and wonders and miracles and outreach and, mm-hmm. and healing people wherever I was and still is today, but also at the same time, just about four or five, about probably six years ago now, the Lord says, Hey, I'm, I'm going to actually like give you back your music passion again and, and start playing music again. And, and so actually this guy came up to me, I was looking for a Roland drum kit on eBay and, and a week later, one of your interns That's right. he came up to me and he said, Hey, by any chance, are you like thinking about getting a drum set, like an electronic drum set. I said, (laughs) are you kidding? Like I was just looking last week and he goes, well, I have one and I'm moving and I want to give it to somebody. And I felt like I was supposed to give it to you. And it was like, the Lord was saying, yeah, Kevin, you laid this down for this, but I want to, I want you to be fulfilled in your passion for everything. So being fueled by passion is so important because that's what motivates us to pursue our dreams. That's like, right. And we want to be around people with passion. Like, yeah. who would you rather work with? Like, somebody who's working out of obligation for a paycheck or somebody who's passionate about what they're doing and then they would do it for free that's even right. though they're getting paid. Exactly. I, I want to be around passionate people and our passion is what fuels us. Like Eric Little. Yeah. It was an obligation that totally. caused him to run fast. It was his passion to run. He says, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. Yeah. 
And so that's the way I want to live my life. And that's the way we truly fulfill our prophetic vision. So share with us one tip that can help people to move forward in finding their passion and in pursuing that. Well, I think, first of all, you know, I mean, one tip, I mean, that that's that's <laughs> a little narrow for me, probably, but I, I could probably limit it to, to maybe one, I think. I think the biggest thing is to realize that God wants to fulfill the desires of our heart. Come on, and to, and that's that, so good. That He wants us to dream big. He, he, it's okay to have desires of our of our heart, like, and not to just, you know, sing in the choir at church or to preach from the pulpit at church, but to release our creativity not only for our own enjoyment but for the enjoyment of the people around us and to let the glory of God exude out of our lives. So I think giving ourselves permission to be okay with what do I want to do? And yeah. that's where it gets back to the Gnostic kind of idea that it totally does. a sinner doesn't have that privilege, but a son does, uh, a daughter me, does. Let me just camp on that because I think a lot of people listening need to hear this over and over again. See, God wants you to be happy and to be fulfilled and doing things that make you passionate and fulfilling what you love. That's a part of your design. That's how he wired you to be. He doesn't want you to fit into a mold. That's not you. That's religion. That's fear. That's anxiety driven. But he wants you to put on who you are and fulfill your purpose, whether that's painting, whether that's running a business Whatever that is, it's something that makes you come alive. That's God's pleasure over your life, like Eric Little. Yeah, I mean, think about the, how God operates. For yeah. God so loved the world, passionate about the world, that he did something about it. He sent yeah. his son, Jesus. And so Jesus didn't come out of obligation. He came out of passion. And when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, that fire that fell was not a fire of judgment, obviously. The church was in right standing with God. It was a fire of passion. Exactly. Passion is what fueled the church to start changing the world. Yeah. And so giving ourselves permission to actually have passion, to be excited about what we're doing, and embracing the uniqueness that God's made us to be that is supposed to be the light of the world. That's what's going to communicate to the world that we've actually heard from God, seen from God, and it might spur them on to wanting to hear from God as well, which we've seen over and over again. It's, it's almost like, and I know that as listeners, as, as you're out there and you're hearing this, a lot of times we've kind of compartmentalized our passion from serving God or from pleasing God, and they're not to be considered in that way. See, your passion, what you were born with, just like what happened with Eric Little, when you do that, God rewards you. God rewarded Eric Little for doing something that was so contrary from what the church was telling him to do, and it transformed culture. And we have to listen to what God has passionately given us to do, and then we'll find our greatest fulfillment. So I would just, uh, you know, encourage people, find out what you like to do and just start pursuing it and and make God the focus, the center of that. And not in some religious way, but knowing that, you know, he's playing the drums with you. He's <laughs> so painting me. with you. He's enjoying the process with you. Yeah. And I would just encourage everybody to just enjoy the process. Come on. And that, that will actually propel us into fulfill 
the vision that God's given for our lives. You know, one of the things that I really want our listeners to get from from just your life is the fact that you have pursued passionately following what God has told you, both in the prophetic and in your passion for all different kinds of, of things that, that you love. And a lot of people, they might not have the courage yet to go after that. And I feel like as you just impart to them, they're going to receive that. So could you do that today? Yeah, because I mean, just like a few years ago, I did a I did a hip hop That's right. CD. I've, I took my sermon messages and put them over music that my intern and I created on our own, like unique music. And like the Lord said, see, Kevin, I'm not only giving you a drum set, but I'm also going to fulfill my purpose in you to be a world changer and a history maker. And I'm going to actually help you to write some music now that's going to impact three generations below you. Right. Because anybody who's not impacting three generations below is already That's right. dying in their ministry or in their impact of the world. And so the Lord said, reach, you know, take some risk and do this. And so I just released that same kind of courage, that same kind of boldness, that risk on. to step out of the box, to follow your passions, to Woo. to to go after like innovative, strategic ways Come on. to use your life to become a world changer and a history maker. And I know Ooh. God's going to envision you and he's going to empower you to take the risk that's needed to cultivate through discipline, practice, and all these other ways right. to fulfill the desires of your heart. Come in Jesus' on. name. Man, I've, I felt <laughs> impacted by that prayer. So I, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Kevin and please share it with others. This has been an amazing time. And remember to check out Kevin's new ebook, which is called Gnosticized, on his website, kevindebbin.com. Also, remember to check out e-courses that I've created for you that will help you to pursue your passion and your prophetic. And visit that. It's I love my, my one e-course called Create 28. That will take you to the next level. And I have good news for you. In our next episode, so excited, Simon Bull. A world-renowned artist will be sharing about how he has followed his passions throughout his life. In fact, you can look at his work on his website, bullart.com. And if you're not familiar with him, he painted President Barack Obama's portrait, which is now hanging in the White House. And he's also the official artist who captured Muhammad Ali's boxing career. So thanks again, Kevin, for joining. Woohoo! It's been a pleasure. And remember, you are born to create.